ram it. Do you know how to ram it? Just ram it. Ooh, ooh. We rock in LA. We're trying to say, just ram it. Do what? We're live, man. We're like live, live? Live, live. Oh, well, in that case, welcome Ramley to the We Not Me podcast, dog. We got Jay on the line. What's up, Jay? What's up, what's up, what's up? You already know what it is. We got Drew on this side of the mic. It's been a minute, man. We've been trying to get something out to you. Our, our schedules are kind of crazy, but here we are. We want to throw something out for you guys. And first things first, just ram it. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a dead zone right now. While we're all going through football with the draw, I'm over here scrounging for any kind of football. And I mean, this kind of the double AF would have been over by now. And I don't even know how long the XFL actually would have been going. But I mean, you can watch tennis. <laughs> tennis. <laughs> tennis. I've been I watching. Even, I'm not even going to lie. I might even start to watch rugby. I started seeing some rugby clips online, and I was like, you know what? If I can just sit down for a good hour and learn what all that crap is on the field, I might get interested during the summer. But, I mean, it's the summer, too. You've probably been baking left and right, and there's nothing, there's nothing going on. I mean, we still got news going on uh, for the Rams and stuff, but... Not really. Know. Part of it, part part of it was like just football was completely dead of, as of right now. Even though rookie mini camp started, OTAs had already just finished. The yeah. training camp is like right around the corner, and still, even then, until August hits, it's still considered like it's just dead. Like that, the new that, that dead look, zone. The in new the football Madden. season. The new Madden ain't even out yet, dog. <laughs> we ain't got probably, you know what? They need to do that. I think it comes out August second or something. They the beginning keep pushing of August. It. They keep pushing I know. it back every I know. year. I thought the holiday was like the last week of August, and I mean, really, if they would release Madden like right after Independence Day, ooh. That'd be perfect. Well, they used we got to have... a bridge. We got a bridge straight <laughs> to week one because everybody's gonna be playing Madden like you know? crazy. But and they used to have NCAA. That was the bridge. I'd come out in June or July, and that bridge you to Madden. But you know, no more of that. Yeah, they uh, they didn't like that too much, and then uh, EA got into it with. Uh, I think it was their developers that that messed that up. But I mean, well, they got sued. <laughs> yeah, that too. It was like, um, if you're going to start using our names, you're going to have to pay us. So, yeah. but speaking of football video games, I mean, uh, they already got the player ratings out. And our boy, um, AD. Uh, AD is one of four one of four people with a 99 overall. It was there four? Yeah. Oh, my homies. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, my homies didn't make it. He's a snub. No. Aaron Rodgers missed it. Ooh. Let me see. Let me get these ratings. I thought it was him, Khalil Mack, maybe. Um, Tom Brady, and I don't think it's Tariq Hill. Ooh, Tom. Hey, Tariq Hill better just hope he's playing. True. 
but you don't know like I mean sometimes there's some crazy stuff but I think when when the investigation went out it looked like she was just trying to uh, um, slander his reputation but, I mean, yeah that, that was his fiance right yeah Kids I'm like if you're supposed to be getting married to a multi-millionaire um, if it's serious then yeah there should be an investigation on some, some stuff like this but one hundred percent. You better be like Ray Weiss or Ray Rice's wife. Like, um, I can't mess up your money, but it's too late. Well, that was the opposite, but the Ray Rice deserved that, you know. Yeah. I mean, it is what it. I mean, that was a trip too, because they're they're just uh, engaged at the time. They ended up getting married before yeah, they the trial. Hurried up and so got she, married and tried so to. She, well, she can. Once you're married, she, she can't or they can't make her testify against them. You can't make a wife testify against a husband or a husband against a wife, so... It was too late. Yeah, and then Tyreek just had, what, an eight-hour interrogation slash interview with the uh, NFL? Yeah, that's... That was crazy. But I got... Did Zeke do that for the Vegas incident? Zeke got... I don't know. He got suspended, though. No, no, not... Oh, the the second one? Yeah, this one right now. No, I don't think so. I got that 99 club up, though. It's DeAndre Hopkins, Khalil okay. Mack. I was say, is it one to be? Oh, wait. We got two defensive people with uh, 99 overall? You got three. Bobby Wagner and okay. Donald. Donald, Bobby Wagner, and what did they drop from Tom Brady? Mm, I don't know. What? Because he's not fast? That's Well, it's Madden. Yeah. I mean, you can't be slanging them muck cars with 30 speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, it did, yeah, even with Madden, it's kind of weird knowing that for like the past three, past three Maddens, uh, they really didn't give us anything until the end of the year. Uh, yeah. No, well, no, yeah, this would be the... Uh, well, Donald's always... You know. The past two Maddens, we've had an over 85 overall. And we're now one of the two top teams. We should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Madden, though, is... We you, we got to win it. Actually, it's a popularity contest. So, I mean, what our goal, what we're personally trying to do, if we got that fan, if we got this fan base full force, then we'll start getting the popularity overalls, like a 95, 96 overall. Yeah. Just due to the fact that we're one, A, we're good, and then B, now we've become popular. Because the fan base is spread apart. Like, it's it's spread apart of just so many, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's like it's. Like transients? Just no, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't be making up words, man. Uh, it, it's coming. A lot of interest is coming in from different regions of just people who like this team. So it's like you got the people who used to like the Los Angeles Rams before they moved to St. Louis. You got people who like the St. Louis Rams when they moved. You got the people who stuck with the St. Louis Rams. And then you got people who only knew of the St. Louis Rams who stuck around. And yeah. then you got people who, uh, newer people who now have, uh, have a hometown team with the Rams coming back and then now you have um, 
the fans jumping on the bandwagon now that the uh, the Rams are like starting to look like a successful team with uh, postseason um, appearances, Success, yeah. back-to-back postseason appearances and stuff. On the Super Bowl appearance, and you got all these people in at once, but n- no direction. Like, like as of right now, they're probably doing their own thing until the season starts. Yeah, they're probably not even. Not even investing in any no. kind of football. Like I, like honestly, if I was out there, I would love to go to a training camp. Because I mean, if you're gonna get something signed, you go to a training camp. Well, you already know. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be going, dog. <laughs> um, and it was even even like that when um, I hate to bring up the Super Bowl again. It's like I mean, it's not. It's not as bad as you want you want to say it is, but it's still losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. But like um, when they showed some of the people waiting for uh, the Ram players coming back home and stuff, there is no way in hell we're gonna be able to storm LAX like that. No. Like how uh, other teams can go to the airport and stuff. Just or well, be, or they knew they know like um a prime example I'll say. Of a good homecoming from uh, from a team is when the Saints lost the um, divisional round um, last year um, against. Oh, the, uh, the Vikings. Vikings! That yeah. catch. Where that catch, Diggs just yeah. took off, and uh, was it Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Williams that messed that all up. Yeah, I think so. They had a ton of fans out there, and it's like they knew. Well, if you want to say say anything about the fan base. I'd say the Raiders. The Raiders are would probably be one. Patriots two, and then I'll put the Saints third, and then uh, I'd probably even have the Saints and Packers probably tied. Well, the Packers have that whole dynamic about them owning the team. Yeah, they too. own it. It's, yeah. it's there. So it's like so, you better go see your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's yours. You paid for it. So well. That's, that's kind of hard to put in front, but it's like we didn't even... There was only like a couple of people out there when the Rams were coming back, but no one knew where to go. No. And it's like it's not, they're not going to give out that type of information. So it's like... Especially after losing. How do we... Like as a fan base, how do we... I would love to be the bridge for all that, but... Well, it's going to be uphill no matter what as the Los Angeles Rams. Because I, I know you remember. Remember leading up to the Super Bowl there on ESPN and, and NFL Network, there was debates on what the uh, headline would be. How do we won? Would it be the Lakers trade for Anthony Davis or the Rams win the Super Bowl? There is actually, I don't think it ever would have been not us on the cover because we were on the cover. We lost. But um, there is actually a debate at the moment. And then when we lose, that, that damn cover... Yeah, that talking crap. That didn't. That like, didn't. Come help, on, man. Unfortunately, because I I was actually thinking about that like um like a day ago, I was like, whoever wrote that wrote that headline and put it on the article. I didn't even read the article or even had a chance to read the article about it. Um, Los Angeles is still a. Not only is it a big market, um. A big market city it's a big opportunity city so if you got a chance even if you're gonna uh piss off uh, uh a number of fans and stuff and light a fire under them 
you're still going to get behavior like this. I mean, despite the fact that we're NFC champions and that our defense went toe-to-toe with the Patriots in the Super Bowl, we're still being slept on. Yeah. Oh, people keep seeing. Did you see uh, uh, who who's the guy's name on um the NFL Network? Someone has had us going 8-8. Uh, eight eight. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I, why would you even do that knowing how bad, like, how bad the division is like it until this point i say it this way you are until you lose it you're not until you win it until you so win it. until someone take takes us from um from the pedestal that we're on in the nfc west and now the pedestal that we're on in the nfc we're expected to be up there same thing yeah. with the patriots Everybody just say, look, put the Patriots as the AFC champions until somebody yeah. beats them. But remember all those years when the Patriots start, you know, two and two or something. They'd be like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's finally time. It's, like a, it's, it's like finally a cycle. time. But like then they're, they're uh, now, fine. yeah, but now it's like, all right, okay, okay, okay. They're two and two. They're going to finish 13 and three. Don't worry about it. And th- that would probably be the time now that we're all expecting them to just, all right, right. AFC champions. They have a horrible season. Well, on the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know. They there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it was uh, it was James Jones on the NFL Network had us going 8-8 eight and eight, uh, with losses to week one, week two. Uh, week, mm-hmm. uh, let me see, I lost it. Uh, so he has us losing week one to the Panthers, week two to the Saints, Beating the uh, Browns week three, beat or no losing to the Browns week three. I'm sorry, starting zero and three. We're gonna beat, start zero and three. According to James Jones of the NFL Network, we're gonna beat the Bucks. We're gonna lose to the Seahawks, so we're gonna be one and four. Beat the Niners, lose to the Falcons, beat the Bengals, beat the Steelers, lose to the Bears, beat the Ravens, beat the Cardinals, beat the Seahawks, then lose to Dallas. Lose to the Niners and beat the Cardinals. What that looks like to me, I think he started putting a loss, loss, loss. And then he got to a point where he was like, oh, I'm giving them way too many losses. I, I got, hold on, they're not that bad of a team. So he had us beating the Steelers and the Ravens. The guys, He idiot. has us getting swept by the AFC South. Uh, or the NFC South. Oh, crap. Or, uh, except for the Bucks. No, the Bucks, the Bucks. Except for the Bucks. So, you got us going 1-3. Uh, 1-3. I'm... I, I really... I, I got to go back and watch an, that segment. <laughs> I think we had our predictions when we were talking about the schedule uh, leading up. Yeah, I think but we did. I'm, I really don't know how the season is going to go because when you look more at the roster, it just it looks complete. Like, it... Like it looks yeah. complete. Like I can't, I can't say anything yeah. about it. Well, it's like McVeigh kind of he was trying to get things, trying to get things, and it's like you know when you finally get that that job that you've been getting or you've been wanting to get, but you can't just go splurge right away. So you kind of get a couple things on payments, and then after you've been working there a couple years, then bam, bam, you can start buying what you want. McVeigh's he's got his boat, he's got his Lambo, he's got everything he wants. This is the team. He wanted to build. Now, as long as we stay healthy, like Cooper Cup, it's nice seeing him back in the uniform running around. Yes, but it's also very valuable very valuable having Josh Reynolds with the reps that he's got. We have four solid 
wide receivers, and I don't know if he's going to change it up. Like, I the only thing that concerns me is no one can just go up and snag it. Like, I, Goff's tried that before, and he, like, if you look at the Bears game, like I I had been kind of I haven't really been studying our losses, but I've watched a few of them. Of course, when the highlights yeah. come across on YouTube or something, I'll just yeah. look at it again. Because, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to watch a loss. Because I just want to see what the heck went went wrong. Like, uh, how much bad stuff did we do? And he still does, like, rookie mistakes. And, I mean, the kid's only 24. So, you can expect a lot of them. But you you can also expect a lot, um, a lot of mistakes from him as well. But he'll stare down certain routes that is supposed to be 50-50. Yeah. Like especially when he when he threw his first interception, he stared down Reynolds and then just chucked it at him and it's like Reynolds didn't know what what am I doing? Like I I'm supposed to be a dead play. Like you're not supposed to be throwing <laughs> this thing at me. What am I doing? Or even in the Super Bowl when um uh Reynolds was coming across um or going on the out route and going towards the sideline. Yeah. And he was it was like a comeback route. And Goff threw it. He had like two people on him. It still hit him in the hands. But I'm like, Reynolds not at 50-50. He's not 50-50 ready yet. Like, I don't think we no. have anybody. But we need him to be, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. You know. And... Is Cooper Cup take the next step in the maturation process of becoming a great receiver? He's our Adam Thielen. I think he's always been, but yeah, he plays excellent in the slot, despite the fact he's six two. Yeah, I mean, someone's gonna have to step up. It's like you, we're, you we're doing the opposite. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know. We got our the... six foot under guys are on the outside, <laughs> but all our tall people are in the inside, which matches up well because Cooper's fast. He's tall as the linebacker. The linebackers he go against, and he's, he's got crisp route running. Crisp, beautiful route running. Yeah, team. he's faster than him, so he's working wow. with an. McVay's got Cooper Cup in an advantage area. Yeah, those, those linebackers aren't as agile enough to keep up with him. Um, and he knows all his exploit routes. But if you put Cooper Cup on the outside, he might have problems with um, corners who can keep up with him. Well, it's the same like when Kevin Curtis was doing his thing for the Rams back in the day. He ended up leaving and going to Philly, and all of a sudden he couldn't do nothing. Kevin Curtis wasn't as tall or I think even as good as Cooper Cup, but it, it's what happens when, you know, you put, um, uh, what's his name? I'm not I'm in, Yeah, Amendola. Try to throw him outside. He's not really doing much, right? Mm-mm. I mean, it, it's Wes Welker. He was never an outside guy. I'm just naming white dudes. <laughs> I just realized but, that. But I mean, Robert <laughs> Woods filled in perfectly. The problem was is Reynolds couldn't be but Woods. But Reynolds couldn't be Woods. It took him a while, but he he turned into it because he was clutch during the uh, NFC Championship game, at least with getting third downs and some chunk plays. Yeah. It's just, uh, what was that? Uh, that, was Reynolds, um, that was Reynolds' second year. Everybody's like... Everybody was young, but they experienced enough. That's that's what I keep trying to, or it actually makes me feel better, and what I keep telling people, too. We are ahead of schedule. Yeah, way ahead of schedule with the people that we have. We even got the reputation where people might end up taking team-friendly deals. 
Like we got Clay Matthews and I was going to say Weddle might be. They already are on team on team friendly deals just to come to Los Angeles. And I as much as as much as I'm concerned about their um, uh, their durability and where their athleticism is, I'm more excited about the um, the football IQ that they have. Yeah, and their willingness, willingness, or <laughs> willingliness of translating that to the younger players. Yeah, and that's kind of how just life goes in general, right? When you're young, when you're a rookie, or when you're just a young person, you're young and dumb, but you're fast and and you're agile, and you. But then as you gain experience, you have to find the perfect way to balance the two. Yeah, and the I perfect, think Weddle balance of that. Yeah, and Weddle in particular, I think um, everything I, I watch, every time McVeigh's asked about him, he just goes, he's a genius. Yes. He's a genius. It, we needed, we needed like a coach transition or a coach translator at every level of position or every and, layer of the position. And it sure so wasn't going to be Joyner. Gurley is going to translate well as the running back. Um, as a running veteran. back captain or the running back veteran, despite the fact of people are <laughs> questioning his contract, that contract was a thank you. Yeah. Right now, this whole situation with how his knee is starting to look um, is us trying to get our get our money's worth. We're like, we're not going to run you into the ground so you can't get a second contract, but we're not going to we're. We're not going to run you into the ground completely, so you're, there's nothing left outside of uh, outside of your contract here, whether or not if you want to stick around or not. Yeah, but also we need to win games. <laughs> yes, we we need to win games late, and yeah. um, you you think about it that that's why I'm saying like this team just feels perfect, like the way that it is, because you get you get Gurley, and then all the running backs underneath. We're at 90. We're at the capacity. So this entire training camp and preseason is going to be nothing more than roster ba- or uh, roster battle. So um, that's all we'll end up probably talking about to see how, who all these people are. Because I haven't even looked at the extra people that are on the team. Because uh, we signed so many. Yeah, we, we go straight from 53 to 90. We yeah. fill every last one of those spots. The major starters kind of just come in for mental reps and to get back into shape, and then they don't really do anything. Everybody else is taking the punishment and trying to learn to see if they know routes and concepts and all that stuff. This yeah, is where Blake Bortles comes into up. this is where Blake Bortles comes into play. Crucial. Well, make I think fun, I- hey, make fun of us for getting uh, getting them as you um, as you like, but. Uh, let me know if every other team has a backup quarterback <laughs> who can play efficiently um, testing other people. Because yep. remember who beat us in the uh, who beat us behind the um, behind the scenes behind the scenes in the Super Bowl. It was that's what Brian Hoyer. That's what I was gonna say. I think that <laughs> was a direct impact. I yeah. think that that right there was the reason. Because for people that don't know, Brian Hoyer was basically emulating Goff and us in practice to the defense. And he gave them looks as as well as he could, and he did a very good job, obviously. 
And he just, they got to basically practice against our team over and over and over our scheme, our offense, our, I mean, what was he doing? He was down to the way Jared Goff looks things off, the way he audibles, the time. If Goff likes to audible at 14 seconds, Hoyer would audible at 14 seconds. Yeah, he spent, he spent that whole time mimicking Goff yeah, for the defense. Two weeks. And then even that. He um, he he even went out and said that he was looking at some of the um, oh yeah uh, finer line details of any type of media coverage that we've done uh, took off. So he watched Peyton Manning's detail yeah. and got stuff from there. And I'm like, all right, if Blake Bortles knows how to study, then we got ourselves a really valuable backup. But I I, I put. I put Blake Bortles in the um, in the category of a starting caliber quarterback. Well, that you don't have to beat up in practice. Yeah. Or I, I have to say that different. A, a starting caliber uh, quarterback that you can beat up in practice with all your young guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason why he was dropped to what third overall, and and it's win-win for him too. Because if he could come in, and the biggest problem with Bortles really isn't even his vision; it's his mechanics. Yeah. If you're trying to get a contract somewhere, revitalize your career, coming in, tightening up your mechanics with McVay and Goff and 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 everybody, and then going out there, you know, he needs to sh- show out right now because mm-hmm. no one. There's a reason why he had to sign with us too. You know what I mean? It wasn't some $100 million contract that took a $5 million deal just to come to the Rams. He, he needs to fix some stuff. So I think he needs to show out. And the best thing for him on his resume would be to have, he was the Tom Brady and he helped the Rams defense beat him in the Super Bowl or something like that. You know, Mahomes, whatever you want to call it. To show how much of a team player he is. Because, you know, that was kind of the knock on him too in Jacksonville, right? He's kind of cocky for no reason. Yeah. So, he, yeah, it's like you said, he probably he had to humble himself because he was uh, he, he was on his way out the league. If, yeah. Um, if he couldn't get his act together. And, then and he's not that bad. Slow, yeah, slow everything down. I mean, it's Jacksonville of all, of all places. And he had... He had a heck of a game in the AFC Championship, but the uh, defense couldn't hold on. Which is crazy. <laughs> that that was crazy. A 300 uh, 300 yard oh, game. Man. I think he only did he even. I don't even think he threw an interception that game. I, I want to see he had one, but he might not have. So, I mean, it, it, it's a breath of fresh air for him. But um, what I was getting at was you you still you have that captain veteran at every possible level. So if oh, you yeah. want the quarterback, Goff's pretty much captain is McVeigh and um it, it it's just pretty it's pretty much McVeigh distilling everything that he can into Goff so he can soak all that up. I'm telling you, that man's nickname needs to be <laughs> it needs to be Mega Man cuz I'm I'm telling you one more game against Aaron Rodgers and he's probably going to start um uh, start getting um, snap, uh, snap encroachment. Count. Nah, so yeah, snap count free plays from offsides, yeah. and then um, he's already played Tom Brady, and he even said himself that he studies a lot of Tom Brady stuff now. So, uh, 
you get the offensive line, it's Whitworth, and it's probably going to trickle down to uh, Havenstein or um Well, Havenstein is about to be our, our vet yep. after next year, you know. Um, so you you get that transition there. We still got Withworth, and that I I don't like you know, to see anybody go, but I rather I rather Sullivan go than Whitworth because I don't think we we prosper the other way around. No, no, I'd rather see uh, a rookie or a second year guy in that center than see Nope on my left tackle. Yeah, so we still got Whitworth. To give uh, to be the glue for the yeah. rest of the guys who are coming in because we're probably we're red shirting some more linemen. We're doing always that again. We're, always we're red shirting <laughs> people. So you Bobby get the wide re- you get the wide receiver core. The captain is Woods now. He's been with us long enough. Like everybody was, else is rotated. Yeah, it might go to Cup, but. I think Woods deserves it because of his ability, not just his ability, but his willingness to say, hey, coach, where do you need me? Mm-hmm. I know I'm an outside guy. Let's go. Where do you need me, coach? Because that was a major problem during the Fisher era. Oh, yeah. Like we we had we we had Bradford, and then we couldn't get that because he couldn't stay healthy. But he had no one. He had no one really to throw to that was mentoring everyone else. At one yeah. point, Austin Pettis was the captain and I'm like, I know I know and then didn't they give it to Tavon <laughs> Austin at one point well just like the contract the fisherman said he earned it <laughs> hey uh, I always forget Brandon Lloyd even when he was there he was Brand- there Brandon for- Lloyd is besides outside <laughs> of the Bru- the Bruce and Holt era Brandon Lloyd was my favorite wide receiver outside of when those two left yeah he yeah. was my favorite wide receiver besides Amendola. But we had him for what seven games? We had him for seven games, but he was like he was a sideline champion. I'm he, it made no sense. He didn't do anything for the younger guy. He didn't. No, he did. He was. His motto was "You can't see me." He always did. That, <laughs> he always did. He that did the John Cena. Thing. Yeah. He didn't give a crap about anybody else. He just nah. like, look, just chuck it up to me, and I'll try to catch it. Bradford throwing him crazy crap. And he had to slide all over the sideline and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or Kellen Clemens, whoever was throwing it to him. I don't even know if Bradford was healthy that year. No. So, <laughs> you, we finally we finally have that in place. And then if you want to move on to the defense, if I will be very surprised if Donald isn't the captain, the defensive line captain. Or just think- one of the captains on the defense. I think it'll be telling, and maybe the only way he isn't is because Brockers is in his last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want to give, but I, I don't see any way Donald won't have it because, as you've said a hundred times, when you get paid like that, you have to do more than just play on the field. Yes. You, I mean, obviously Donald's the best in the business, but also you have to be a captain. You have to be a mentor. You have to be a friend. You have to be able to yes, ease and these he's people had, in. The thing is, he's had that star before. Yes. So in Fisher's last year, he had it. And there was a mentality that he had because he took it. He took it personally. And he, he, well, he, he took you it remember seriously. that game. And until, <laughs> until, the, until the 49ers <laughs> dumped 28 on on his defense, and the offense didn't score anything. We got 28 popped. 
and he just threw a tantrum on the field and got booted. But after that, he kind of reflected on himself and was like, huh? How am I supposed to wear this C and star, uh, star patch on my jersey? And I'm over here acting the fool, throwing the tantrum because my offense can't score. So, yeah. and then McVeigh came and he's like, I agree. Yeah, and he took that. <laughs> well, patch, the holdout patch from him. I think the holdout had probably the most to do with it. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're if you're if you know you're that good. You got to do it. And, I mean, speaking of holdouts, I mean, we already heard about Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I, listen, dog. His came I, at a weird time. It did, especially since he's often injured. I just He's already got knee problems. I know. It's very confusing. But uh, <laughs> people be wiling out on the Rams' Facebook page, dog. There was a whole thread talking about we're going to trade for Melvin because he's holding out. I had to go on there and tell him, dog, do you understand what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you think we're going to trade for him and pay him? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, because we can't trade a, a guaranteed contract. When you have a guaranteed contract, you can't trade that. I, or what is it? Well, you take a cap hit, but yeah. you, you can. I.E. It's E.X. Uh, Nadonik and Sue. They didn't trade him. They cut him, they but they're still him. paying him. He yeah, get, he gets thirteen mil this year, but it was less of the negative cap against him if they cut him. If they would have traded him, they would have had more, more of a, a negative cap penalty, I believe. That's why they had to cut him. Well, th- that too, but I mean, still, once you, once you, once you sign a contract with a team and you already got the guaranteed money in it, you can't oh, guaranteed. trade that. You can't trade yeah. that guaranteed money to another team, right? I think you can. You just take a big old cap hit. And the thing is, is with Sue, he wasn't worth anything. No one wanted to take that money. No. We wanted Sue at one for 14, not, what, four for 40? <laughs> or whatever was left on it. I don't know what he had left, but you get the point. I'm surprised he didn't stick around, but he went back to Florida to get rid of that tax. Yeah, get rid of that state tax. Get rid of that state tax. Because <laughs> hey, he, he went back to Florida, but he was like, I'm staying in the NFC. Screw that. <laughs> I got a question for you about this, uh, you know, the buddy system. Now, for tight end, I know we got Higgles, we got Higby, and then uh, Everett. They but grew you, together. But do you think that McVay doesn't think uh, he needs one that a, a tight end? A veteran tight end is not that big of a, a need for him because McVay came up as a tight end coach. He might be the mentor for both the quarterback. Like you said, they did end. grow together. And we've seen the maturation process of both of them. They have both. Yeah, they've grown ne- together. Yeah. We've seen them improve. I mean, not as much as we'd like, obviously. But uh, we've seen improvements, of course. Despite the fact that um, Higby was um, Goff's go-to in his first season. And kind of, kind of really didn't work out because he was more of a panic guy. And it's like Higby, well, nothing worked out in this first season. No, <laughs> that's putting that's putting it lightly. Um, oh. um, he he's got like Gronk size, but he doesn't. We he's can't got, we got, can't condition him. Like once you start <laughs> once you start getting reps, you can't get conditioned. Listen, he's got Gronk size. 
and Brandon Cooks' uh, physicality. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I even hate to say it because during the Super Bowl, Dante uh, Hightower is beating that man, bopping him. <laughs> he, he was putting him on his butt. And it was uh, like, oh, you gonna try to do a slant? You gonna or you gonna try to do a uh, um, a flat route on me? Here, how about uh, you? How you, how you about to? How about you take uh, 250 or 240 pounds of uh, force while you over there trying to run towards the sideline? Hey, man, Hightower was like, hey, remember when you had that vanilla ice hair? Motherfucker, you're going to need some ice ice, baby, dog. He's just whopping them. So. Well, the I, whole defense was whopping us, actually. Yeah, they were. that, that was the point because that was uh, – that it was, was a 2001 strategy. That well, no, was it was the fair strategy. That's what they did. We're going to expect you. We're going to expect you to run. So we're going to force our way to the quarterback. We're yeah. not going to do anything loopy. We're not going to try to do nope. uh, zone play and uh, trick or tr- trick your offensive line uh, blocking the wrong way to let somebody free. No, nope. we are going to send these people at you for 60 minutes. Block us. I wonder if uh, the end of that Saints game had them thinking too. Hey, even if there's pressure coming, McVeigh's still going to do the play action. He won't pull it off. Goff and McVeigh. <laughs> Goff was like, <laughs> I, I, but I wonder if that was telling to the Patriots at all. Like, hey, they're, if the play calls for play action, there will be a play action. Yeah. I wonder if. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was that serious, but it or that serious of a um, game plan. But I do think they were they were rushing their way to the quarterback. Because if you got situations where you're trying to play the run, similar to how the Bengals kind of wait for Le'Veon Bell yeah. for all those years, it's yeah. like don't shoot your gap because when you do that, he already sees you're in that gap. So I'm just gonna go the other way. But yeah. if you wait. He's got to choose a gap, and then once you see it, you go to it. And, okay, maybe one yard. Uh, A one-yard play from Le'Veon Bell is a win for a defense. At least in my opinion. Well, every time, because he could fall fall forward for three. Yeah. So, for for them, they was like, if Gurley is messed up, they probably not going to run anymore, or they're going to get somebody new. But if he isn't, they're going to run it. And we're yeah. stopping him. He's not doing anything. And eventually, McVeigh is going to keep wasting plays as long as it's close. And then you realize you run out of time. And yeah. you're down by, like, 10. So, I don't think it was much of the Saints game that, that they were looking at that. But that was just going to be They were looking plan. at the Bears game because the Bears yeah. beat our offensive line up, like, Oh yeah, they whooped they, the, they the showed they showed their age. It was uh, yeah. Whitworth and Sullivan couldn't Sully. handle that stuff up the middle. Yeah. And Blythe and Havenstein are too young to just learn how to throw your weight at people. Uh, Havenstein needs to do some more of that backdoor blocking. That's a David block. It messes me up because I like um does Isaac Bruce have our record for the longest uh, the longest reception touchdown or I, is it Robert Woods now I think it's Flipper Anderson with a 99 yarder uh, 
I think Willie Flipper did it in his game. He had over 300 yards. Yeah, I saw that game. He was just catching nothing but bombs when I, <laughs> when I saw, I saw that play. I was like, what, did, what does he do? Just go deep? That's it? Yeah. He flipped. Let's see. Uh, well, Studman Bailey has the kick return at 103. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look that up off air. I don't, I don't know. Either way, though. We was we was throwing bombs with well Mike Martz and then with Willie Flipper, way before Mike Martz. Yeah, that um, was uh, Vinny Ferragamo, I think. I don't think it was Chrissy Everett. I could be wrong. I have a couple questions for you though, dog. I want to go uh, do a little quick segment of like uh, make it or break it, just for a couple players that I think, and then you tell me whether you think they're. It's a make it or break it year for them or not. Also, and it might mean a, a position change. It might mean a scenery change, or I'm not sure. But uh, the one I want to look at first was Samson Ibukum, because he had that man needs to say his last name. <laughs> I need to hear it for. I need to hear it from his mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he had. I thought it was a Bukum, and that sounds better. But I don't think <laughs> that's it. I don't think so either. But he had every opportunity last year to kind of take over, right? I mean, when you have Sue, Donald, Brockers, and I know against the run they didn't quite do their thing, but when you have the whole line having to block them and you're coming off rip one-on-one, I mean, I don't, was he ever double-teamed once ever? Because Donald was a number one double-teamed player by far. Well, uh, the, situ- the situation that uh, Ebukam was in is a little bit unique. Because his weight. I want to say he was at like, he's at like 240, 250. He's listed maybe. at 245. Okay, so that, that's not really a pass rusher weight. I know, but that's what we need him to be. I mean, maybe that's why we, we paid for Dante at least At least with his height. What is he, 6'1", 6'2"? Uh, Samson, 6'3". And he's... He's got length, so he so, actually is at a, a pass rusher. By pass comparison, rusher Dante Fowler's six three two fifty five. So maybe he doesn't have the explosiveness. He doesn't have technique. He looks like he's just all over the place. But my, That's what my major thing is I never watched him in college because outside. I mean, he played for Eastern Washington. I mean, Cooper Cup, but. <laughs> um. Oh, him and I didn't even know that he played with Cooper. Well, that's where Cooper won, right? Eastern Washington. Uh-huh. Am I making stuff up? Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, they must have played together. Huh? It's kind of crazy. Um, now that you mention it, because we got we got one of his, uh one of Cooper's colleagues um at receiver, and then we have his brother, Kinter Cup or some. Mm-hmm. Um, and he might, I don't know if he's going to make the roster because that, get, I'm getting away from what you asked me, but yeah, I know his, te- <laughs> his technique is what bothers me at least to why he ha- hasn't done anything with the situations that he has. Cause like outside we were expecting what he did in the chiefs game every game. But he didn't really – what he did was he picked up the fumbles while he got that one pick, right? Yeah, he got that pick, and he got two hurries 
okay, Mahomes that caused interceptions. Okay. He okay. was getting in Mahomes' face. But See, I never... unlike unlike um unlike like Robert Quinn who knows how to how to deal with shifty quarterbacks. Yeah. He does the same exact thing that Ogletree does. So like uh there was wow, a... he takes the false step. No, he takes the step inside. When you're the last man outside. So it's like it, it it's almost like the receiver thing that I hate. Yeah. When when they're out of your field of vision, <laughs> they're just gone from the play. They're like they're not coming after you. And I, then that's you how can't you, hit me from behind. <laughs> that's how you get that backside fumble and you just that's get blasted. That's how that's how Robert, Robert Woods, Woods got that fu- or Robert <laughs> Woods got that uh, fumble or fumbled uh, against Jacksonville. That's how um, Brandon Cooks got knocked out in yeah. the Super and then Bowl. The, the Redskins too. Is that when Robert Woods fumbled against them too his first year? No, he threw a tantrum, and McVay said some shit. Yeah, and, and then he never did it again. He never did it again. He went, hey, he, he humbled himself. I don't know what it was. Like, it, McVay comes off as that as that guy. Like, remember, um, uh Aaron Donald said it during the NFL honors. He was like, yeah. don't let that smile fool you, man. If you if you out of line, hey, coach will talk you up, man. Don't that's somebody you don't want to make mad. So he he gives me that vibe of somebody that will respect you if you respect him. But if you disrespect him, you you might get some stuff that's gonna put yeah. you in line. You so, ain't ready. You you ain't ready for that punishment because I mean <laughs> like it, we're only two years out, but uh, yes. you don't remember. You don't remember that tweet Tory Holt and oh, uh, I remember and Sammy Watkins <laughs> did when Sammy Watkins only had like two catches for like I remember fifteen yards. Yeah, hey, McVeigh had a talk with Sammy Watkins and Tory Holt, and they never tweeted about that Shoot. anymore. No more, no mas. Next thing you know, Sammy Watkins is in Kansas City, and I think Tory Holt still comes to training camp. I don't know. And then C.J. Anderson going on NFL Network talking. No, nope. right. C.J. Anderson went on Undisputed, or and undisputed. he already signed his. Uh, he already signed his sentence. Uh-huh. He's like, "Well, you going to another team? You going to Detroit? You going to Detroit? You going not just another team? You going to Detroit? The NFC Bills. That's where you are going to? Well, no. He took the midnight train going anywhere. Pretty much. I mean that. That, that, that's bad. So they're not even the Bills. The Bills at least made some Super Bowls. Ebukam is gonna. He's. I hope he gets. Um. So you line. think it's technique? I want I him thinking... middle. I want to see what he does, middle linebacker. So middle. we might have a rotation of um. Matthews, Littleton. Matt or no? I is Matthews gonna play? I think Matthews uh, is going to play all over. I think he's going to be all over, too. Because what Wade likes in his scheme is a middle linebacker that can shoot gaps, that, that he could blitz. If, if Wade had the perfect scheme or perfect personnel, it would be all four linebackers can do everything. But that's easy to say, right? Everyone yes. would like that. But in particular, Wade would rather have you be a better pass rusher than a coverage guy. Because here's, here's what I think. Littleton is our baron. Like, it's the other way around. 
I I love okay. if okay. Littleton Corey Littleton could have played safety. If we didn't get Eric Weddle, I wanted Littleton in that in that spot. Yeah, you've been you've been hounding at that for a while, actually. Or swapping it, giving Littleton John Johnson spot, and then putting John Johnson at the free safety spot because Joiner oh. and Barron were just absolute liabilities. Like I know, but I love Barron because every time he got that big hit, I could say bad news, Barron. Yeah, I, but. <laughs> He's got Achilles problems. Like he's got that Eric Berry thing going. Well, on. he he is who he is, though. Yeah. I mean, especially at this point. I mean, he ain't, he isn't. But I really want to say it's his weight that really probably messed up a lot of that stuff. Like I don't Barrett? know. Um, mm-hmm. Because okay. he he got heavier. Um, in order to play linebacker, Shoot. when traditionally uh-huh. he's a. Uh, what is a thumper strong safety? Strong safety. Yeah, he was that Cam Chancellor. Uh, that Adam Archuleta role and strong safety. They blame Gronkowski and uh, Travis Kelsey for, and Jimmy Graham for facing yeah. that position out. Because well, that, yeah. that was a true exploit. If you had a Cam Chancellor on the field, mm-hmm. hey, we throwing our agile um, tight end at him. Can't mm-hmm. even cover him. You either getting pass interference or, or 30 well, yards. Even for all of his faults, what Tavon Austin used to always have a field day with that Legion of Boom, it, it seemed like. Yeah, well, they're too was, big for him. Well, and don't get me wrong, a field day for Tavon's like forty yards and a tutty. Yeah, like that's you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a field day for him. <laughs> so, Littleton fits perfectly with what Wade was trying to do with Baron. Yes, Eric Weddle. Are. Our exploit with Corey Littleton will tell us a lot if he <laughs> has the mic. But honestly, oh, I think it's going to Eric Weddle. I think he's going to be replaced on special teams as it is. Yeah, I, I think it's going to um, Nick Scott. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I've never seen it before, but Les Snead drafted somebody specifically for Bones. That yeah. goes to show that all of our draftees are... Um, Red shirt rotation, besides yeah. Greg the Gaines and maybe Daryl wow. Henderson, will start immediately in the rotation. You don't think uh, Taylor Rapp's gonna get rotation? I forgot all about Taylor Rapp. Because <laughs> uh, if that's the case, he might rotate around with Corey Littleton. Like I think that that linebacker mm. spot is gonna get. It's like a hybrid spot. So you could either throw in a safety right there, or you could throw in a um, that'd be fun. A linebacker. So that'd be real fun to watch. That's where, yeah. That's where I want to see a rotation of stuff. So we've completely forgotten about um Ogbonia. <laughs> and who I think is going to rotate with um the Fowler. With Fowler, or he might get the starting job over Ebukam. Well, that's that's where yeah. I think training camp is going to be important. It's going to be crucial, yeah, for at least those two. But the problem is, has Ebukam is it his job to lose, and he doesn't necessarily need to prove anything. Like he doesn't need any more training because if oh, he wow. does, he could risk injury. I think it's going to depend on how Oboe looks. Yeah. If Oboe looks like a man on fire, 
Ebu Sam Kamara moving better, around. Sam. He better do some something because if not, then that's because o- Oboe gets after the quarterback. That's what he did in college. That's what I'm not gonna pretend like I watched him all through college, but after we drafted him, and we played at Oklahoma. I mean, come on. Yeah. Everyone watches Oklahoma here and there at least. If you watch the the college playoffs, you watch some Oklahoma. So, him, I see, I see him getting rotated in out of that, and it's like the number two spot isn't as bad as you think it is. No, especially when you have a healthy rotation. Because being a number two in whatever position that you have is just as good. It's just you're gonna have more. Ch- you're better off being the starter, having more chances on first and second down to take care of that, or early on do the game. To be yeah. the superstar of the game, because like, um, almost two fifty. The Abu Cam got a ball, right? He got a ball for that Monday game, right? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He got a I, ball I, for that. I didn't watch that game. Well, I was there live, so I, I never went back and like you know found and rewatched the whole thing to see everything because okay. I was there live. It was. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild, man. I was high fiving people I didn't even know. I almost knocked this kid down. I high fived him too hard. Hey, that that's how it is when you're surrounded by Ramley members. I, I was screaming at Dominic because for you guys that don't know, we got a buddy named Dominic who get real. He get real down on Jared Goff. Oh, we got dude. He's he's a bipolar fan. Yeah, yeah. And then when when Goff almost threw that pick um, on the game winning drive. He oh, sat down. Yeah, he was sitting down. I said, "Boy, if you don't get up now, when we win this game, I'm gonna sit you down." <laughs> <laughs> and he stood his butt up, and we won that game. And I was like, "Come on, dog, you better get your butt up." So that type of stuff that probably put him in a secure spot, but the rest of the season might put him on notice because. The only red shirts that I can think of that we had in the linebacker spot, despite the fact that we still didn't have any linebackers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know how we red shirted Micah Kaiser, knowing that we needed linebackers, but our outside well, pass rushers were non-existent. Well, that's what um um the the linebacker that we signed on the one-year deal. He won us the the Packers game. Um. Rameek Wilson. Rameek Wilson. He was there for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had people that we signed to, to rotate, but we had yeah. no starter and we had no mentor. We have them both. We got Clay Matthews as the mentor, and then our starters, as of right now, are Ebukam and um, Fowler. What yeah. I think could happen is Ogbonia is um, Fowler's replacement. So he might stay over there just to be Fowler's okay. replacement because I don't think we're giving Fowler an extension or any type of thing. No. He's got to play his all if he wants if he wants that payday. Well, that's what we're setting up, right? We'll, we'll you come more, here. Yeah, we'll be more than happy to give him the opportunity, the opportunity. to get paid yep. by another team. Yep. Um, and along the way, you might just get a ring. And while that's happening, Ogbonio will be ready in place once he leaves because yeah. he'll have all the technique from him and all the experience. Yeah, and then with... With the other you know, side is where the problem comes from because we don't have that left pass rusher. 
Other than that, Micah Kaiser is a middle linebacker who I think is going in Littleton's spot. Well, that was my next question for you. <clears throat> the next make it or break it. You think Littleton's gonna get paid by us, by someone else? You think he's gonna he's gonna show out again? Is he gonna lose money this year? I think that it's gonna be hard for him to compound off of last year only because if he loses the mic, he loses um worth, right? Not not as a person, but like as say if you're the Cowboys that are gonna sign him, you're like, Well, he did lose the mic and but Having the mic and the Super Bowl performance our defense had, and the performance Littleton had all year long, he he was blitzing the A gap. He was covering. He was. I mean, he's not the great in coverage, but he was doing his job all year. I think he's going to lose a little value. I don't think we resign him, but uh, I I think he's going to take a bit of a step back this year. But he's still going to have a decent year. This that one goes into my rotation because Littleton is the perfect Baron. And now he understands the play. So now what you're going to get is, uh, going back to my prediction, Eric Weddle is going to have the mic. Yeah. Littleton already knows what he's talking about. So if he needs to translate it to a side of the ball, he can. Just you in mean case if someone. Anybody, you got two people basically if someone, with the mic. <laughs> Just in case you got uh, Marcus Peters pointing at Gronk and you got uh, uh, who, uh, Littleton pointing at him too, and no one knows what to do, he can trans he can translate anything that might come from somebody. So, say for yeah. instance, um, a lot of that language can be translated from Littleton to um, to Clay to Clay rap and. Um, uh, Micah Kaiser, but I don't think rap is going to have a problem with this. Like they say that, that that kid is like really smart. Like he can pick on stuff like really easily. So that that seems to be um, you, a theme yeah. with us. Your um, your theory on his reps being cut is due to rotation. That spot is going to have like three to four. It's a luxury. Three to four different people there a game. Yeah. It's a luxury. So his spot's going to be switched out with um, his spot's going to be switched out with Littleton, Rap, and um, Kaiser. Uh, I think Kaiser's taking Littleton's spot permanently. Oh, I got you. I got you. So you think uh, Matthews and possibly even Matthews if we go through a three linebacker spot? Um, okay, but he'll be fresh. So yeah. I, I do agree with you with that 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 might be the case. Like a lot of people were trying to play. Like the theme of what happened to us was we gassed out. We were not ready for a 19 week season. Bill no. has been training those those guys for a 19 week season <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> for for 20 years, and he's been used to it since the Giants days. Yeah. And Since the Parcells Giants days, so he already knows. Like you, it it's like um, uh, Talib said when he was taught when he was uh, trying to give um uh, advice to to Marcus Peters because Mark, I, say what you will, he played that season hurt. 
Peters was injured all year. We we know he was. It, it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to look like healthy. Is it going to be night and day? Is, he, is our pass rush going to be able to get, have another second to get there? Well, when we say that, there's also, um, uh, uh, I wouldn't say an article, but a little um, uh, blip from uh, Eric Weddle talking about the core is probably the best he's ever played with. Well, it tells me that Peters, not only was he trying to keep himself healthy because he was like the last, the last corner we had, we was running with no um, other corners. Sam Otherwise, Shields. Yeah, yeah, Sam Shields. And he was technically our fastest, um, uh, our fastest corner because we had to put him on Tariq Hill wherever he moved. That didn't um, work out so great. It didn't. Um... We might, we have a competent safety duo that can work with mm, our corners. With our corners. So now so, no one, no one has to finally guess some stuff and then think that maybe my safety is reading what I'm doing. Because he'd be comfortable like he was with uh, Barry back there. Yep, and that's why I think uh, I think might actually work out for both of those, but. Uh, Besides Littleton, um, that's where I think he's probably just going to be in the rotation with that, and his reps might be might get cut, but he'll make the best of all of them because he's only oh, he's on a, a phenomenal he's only player. on the uh, on a one year deal. And yeah, he's a phenomenal player. He's going to get paid next year. It's just is he going to get the uh, C.J. Mosley paycheck or is he going to get a you know a couple million here and there paycheck? They're still getting slept on. So I mean, the only person that really got paid. Um, you know what? That depends on where he wants to go. But uh, the only person that necessarily got paid uh, from us was um, uh, Roger Saffold. I, I would count Joyner under that too. But like he's got a lot of incentives in his uh, um, in his contract. Yeah, but that was his own doing. If he would have played this year the same way he played last year and he didn't have the end of that Saints game on him, mm-hmm. um, I bet you he would have had a, either a lot more or a lot less incentive base. Plus the safety position. I mean, uh, the politics behind him aside, you know, some of these great safeties have been on the sideline just not even getting paid. Not even I hate the, I'd hate to jinx it, but why, watch Bobby Wagner leave. Um leave the uh he is in a contract year right yes watch him leave the seahawks and then they go pick up littleton they probably will yeah i can see that that's actually something like the seahawks would do mm-hmm. you know wagner goes somewhere and gets pup pup paid and then they oh. pick up a guy that could pick up obviously not as good but he could pick up the slack without almost without missing a beat yeah but i mean you're there's a reason bobby wagner is rated 99 overall as a linebacker or a middle linebacker yeah, but we, you know, uh, it's a love-hate relationship with Madden. Maybe next episode we'll get into uh, Madden if there still ain't much to talk about. Mm. And why we hate we it. We always think about it. other stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it is around that time to uh, close out. We've been rambling off too long. Um, you got any final thoughts while we're still, still itching for more football like the rest of everybody else? Uh, just the only thing is follow us on Twitter uh, at We Not Me Podcast. We have a Reddit forum now, a subreddit, We Not Me. That's it. Just We Not Me, all one word. And besides that, just uh, keep ramming. Keep ramming.
ram it. Because if right. you ram it just right, you could ram it all night. Just ram it. Ooh. <laughs> all right, Ramley members. Till next time. Ramley on three. One, two, three. Ramley. Ramley.